but it just goes to show you that these viruses are going to evolve. I mean, this virus has been running through the world, around the world, racing around the world, largely unchecked. It's been under some selective pressure with the widespread use, for example, of convalescent plasma. So it's inevitable that we're going to see these kinds of mutations in this virus. And this is probably going to be a constant struggle. We're going to have to update our vaccines and our antibody drugs and other therapeutics regularly to keep up with these new variants as they emerge. So on the that's right, Cardi B. I want to talk a little bit about the uh, the virus and the vaccine and all that sort of stuff, but we should bring you up to speed that Nancy Pelosi and the House are going to pass a resolution today saying that Vice President Pence needs to invoke the 25th Amendment in the next 24 hours or they'll move forward with impeachment, which I don't think is an empty threat. I think they will. Um, and then some people believe that can happen really, really fast. But we'll see. Joe Manchin, Democratic senators, come out and said he's not for impeachment, so that's kind of interesting. He may have lost a Democrat. I, I, I suppose if it came down to a vote, he'd probably vote yes, but he, he doesn't like the direction it's going. Yeah, I have a feeling he shares my opinion that it's time to lower the temperature, that the the various forces we've been describing for a long time, not like in the last week, but in the last five years, ten years, have moved moderate people politically into radical camps. The the people's perceived need to, all right, that's it. Now we're going to go to more uh, extreme measures to defend our side. That has brought people who would normally be pretty law-abiding and cool into the crazier camps, and it's time to just turn down the heat. Right. So we'll have more on that later, and I'm sure there will be developments while we're on the air today. So I thought it was interesting that Dr. Scott Gottlieb on Face the Nation, he's on every Sunday, and that's one uh, guest that I always catch what he has to say. So December was the deadliest month in America so far from the COVID. It's kind of interesting. We were all whipped up and scared about it, you know, months, months, months prior to that. Mm-hmm. But the deadliest month was January was December, and January is going to beat that almost certainly, unless something happens. And he doesn't think we've got the new faster spreading strain in big numbers yet. He thinks that's mostly the old strain. Well, but we don't. Well, and there are two new strains, right? Uh, the British, the most people talk about the British version and the South African version. We uh, have seen the British version show up a couple of different states. He doesn't think that's prevalent. He said we don't have any idea on the South African version because we, for whatever reason, don't do that testing. Mm. We're not testing for it. Yeah, because the regular coronavirus test doesn't see that one. And that's the one that uh, spreads fast and could possibly get around the vaccine. They're not certain about that yet and would seem likely to infect young people the same way it infects 40-year-olds in a way that the other virus didn't do. Um, so all that's fairly troubling. So it's uh, important that we get the vaccine going, is the, is the, is the, the, the build-up to this. It's important, well, we got the vaccine. We did the hard part. Well, we thought we did the hard part. Mm. We did what we thought was the impossible part. You can't possibly, under any circumstances, no matter how much money you throw at it, Come up with a vaccine for a coronavirus like this in a few months. And the world did. Right. Fantastic. Several of them. But for a variety of reasons, we can't get it into people's bodies. Spending and s- too much time on decolonialization. Some of it is that. A lot of it is that. And some of it is the fact that there are certain groups of people that just don't want the darn thing. So these numbers are out of California, but I doubt that they're much different from anywhere else in the uh, in the country. Latinos accounting for 55% of the state's COVID cases in California... And almost half of the virus-related deaths 
Virus-related deaths. It's mm. an interesting mm. term. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. Remember that story? Was it while we were on vacation, some young, recently elected congressperson died? That's right. 42 and, years old, 41, 42 years old. It was old. reported that he died of COVID. He, well, he had a heart attack while he had COVID. Mm-hmm. Did the COVID cause the heart attack? Might have. Might not. People have heart attacks and die. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's that's a complicated one. And I think there's a lot of pressure, financial and uh, political, to uh, to lean toward it was the COVID anytime you have one. Of sure. It's more exciting in the newspapers, and the hospital gets more funding. But so over half the cases in California and almost half the deaths were Latinos. Okay. Well, if we're going to have equity, we've got to make sure Latinos are getting the, 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 the vaccine first. Right? Idiotic, a, but go since on. Since they're a smaller percentage of the population and they're doing a much higher amount of uh, virus or getting sick and Again, dying. Again, perverse and racist, but that is a popular notion. Go on. Uh-huh. 43% of Latino adults surveyed by the Public Policy Institute in California said they would probably or definitely not get the vaccine. 43% probably or definitely and not. With the majority saying the vaccine was developed too fast without establishing it being no, safe. It wasn't. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. For hey. white people who are waiting for their opportunity to get the, <laughs> get the, uh, the vaccine, um, a third say they will not take the vaccine. Good. I'll take it. I want yours. Yeah. One, one step up closer in line for me then, I guess. But it's a little, it's a bit, and there are other numbers that fit into this. The, 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 the term paper problem I'm trying to put here is my position statement at the beginning is this. All right. We're shooting for equity, but the groups you're trying to get equity with are the least likely to want to get the vaccine. Thereby, thereby causing yourself a terrible bottleneck yeah. in inoculating the population in general or vaccinating. Yeah. Just go Florida. Go Florida style. We got 50,000 more. Get in line. Anybody who wants it, come and get it. We got this note from um, an RN, Bren the RN. Uh, I'm an operating room nurse and follow many national and international operating room groups on social media. The COVID vaccination and refusal of the vaccination naturally is the hot topic these days for discussion. The refusal of vaccination seems to range from Tuskegee, uh, Tuskegee studies in uh, racial issues for the for the black community, right? To not wanting to be a guinea pig and try out the first model. The most popular answer seems to be, "I'm young and healthy, so why isn't this going to the physically and medically uh, vulnerable population first to prevent hospitalizations in the first place?" In other words, the nurses are saying, "I'm going to be fine. How about you empty out the hospital by giving it to the vulnerable?" And preventing this place being swamped. So, again, variety of attitudes, but a significant number of health professionals are saying, no, thank you. You're shooting for equity, and the supposedly aggrieved groups don't want to get it. Yeah, which which you'll see reenacted every time you try to enact some sort of social equity, social justice agenda. It'll pervert the use of resources. It will waste resources. It will prevent people who need something from getting it. It'll distort markets as the, 
who was it who said, it might have been Tim Sandifer, but anybody who has a conscience and a brain would say the same thing. Social justice is the opposite of justice. Do you know it's people? The perversion of justice. Do you know people IRL that won't get it? Uh, yeah. What's their reason? Uh, I'm trying to think about actual in real life conversations I've had because it's been quite a while. Uh, I think it's just that I don't, I don't, I don't trust it in general. Hmm. I think it was made hastily or whatever. God, I don't trust the government. I'm as cynical as anybody could possibly be, and I have no concerns about it. Yeah, the there there has been in recent years a leap forward in making uh, vaccines for viruses. They can now manipulate them. And so they have, it's like building a car. Building a vaccine now is very much like an assembly line for a car. They have the chassis and, and the tires and and the engine and everything else. They get a new vaccine. They realize, okay, this this vaccine needs to to torture the metaphor all right, new quarter panels, a little bigger engine, and a little less trunk space. And all they have to do is switch out those things, and bingo, bango, bongo, much more quickly than in history, they can have a vaccine for that virus. And I, I The get, technology is improved. I get not trusting the government, but Pelosi and McConnell weren't in the lab putting this together. These were gigantic <laughs> pharmaceutical, com- pharmaceutical companies with tons on the line to lose if this is not yeah. what they say it is. Now, I, you're, you're super uh, suspicious. Some might say paranoid, but I would never insult you folks like that. Uh, your super skeptical folks would say, well, wait a minute. They were granted uh, uh, liability waivers oh. that they're not uh, they're not liable oh, it if it ends be, up killing everybody. It would still be such a black eye. Oh, yeah. It would end, it would end the existence of those You'd companies. You'd have to change the name of your company. Right. Um, uh, I wasn't going to say, oh, so one more on my uh, harem scarum thing. Um, so in Britain, where they've got the faster spreading disease, they're now at, they think it's 50%. Spreads 50% faster. Okay. Uh, it's quite possible studies show that it, it infects younger people, which does really bother me. I hate that part. Also, because it spreads so fast and the way it sticks to your body and everything like that, they think a lot of the social distancing stuff we've done in the past won't help very much at all. So the concern is what tools do we have from behavior to deal with this? China-style lockdowns. New York Times was advocating for that the other day. There's, they printed an editorial that I couldn't believe, and it's getting no attention. I'm not arguing for this. I want to hear that. I'm not arguing for this, but that might be the only thing that would work against this faster-spreading strain. It just What we have been doing is no longer just wouldn't work. It spreads too easily. Lovely. Yeah, that's fantastic, isn't it? I hope that's not the story of the next couple of months. I really hope it's not. It won't be if we get the vaccine out fast enough. Yeah. You know, I've gone through periods in my life, little little wisdom from Uncle Joe here, unless you think I'm full of crap. <laughs> I've gone through periods in my life in terms of career, finances, uh, health, you know, uh, problems with kids or whatever, where the only healthy thing to do was say, I will deal with whatever happens. I'm not going to form and then cling to hope for a certain outcome. I'm just going to, as I often say, get my feet at shoulder width, bend forward at the waist, and get ready for whatever the hell comes at me. Are you on the balls of your feet? Oh, of course I am. What, are you going to be on my heels? heels? (laughs) Like the freaking bears were last night? Boo! Boo! Anyway, you got to get yourself in a headspace where you think, okay, this is going to suck, it's going to hurt, it's going to be miserable, Um, but I am going to deal with it. Um, and I'm, I'm definitely, and I think a lot of you are too, 
at that point with the COVID. Once in a while, somebody will say, oh, yeah, by, by late summer, we should be. And I think, no, could be, but I'm not going to start hoping for There's it. There's no point, really. Is no, no, no. I'm going to wait and see. Uh, for some reason, people, I think I know why, people are feeling older than their age <laughs> uh, more, more than usual. Does that uh, ring a bell with anybody? Checking, am I 80? No, I'm not 80. <laughs> Why do I feel it? I'd better stay tuned. Uh, Text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Now you see this sort... This is the Conan sword. Now, here's the thing about swords. The more you temper a sword, the stronger it becomes. The more you pound it with a hammer and then heat it in the fire and then thrust it into the cold water and then pound it again and plunge it into the fire and into the water, the more often you do that, the stronger it becomes. I'm not telling you all this because I wanted to become an expert sword maker, but our democracy it's like the steel of this sword. The more it is tampered, the stronger it becomes. Wow. Yeah, some fine metallurgy there from Conan. Arnold Schwarzenegger, didn't we see the sword in his office? Yes. Yes, we yes. did. Yeah. He had that sword in his office when he was governor of California. And when he was what? Why were we in the... In, he was never governor of California. Yes. Why were we in Arnold Schwarzenegger's <laughs> office? Uh, the incoming administration was fetting uh, major media figures, oh. as I recall. And over there is my leather jacket from Terminator. <laughs> yeah. Over there is my lesson plan from Kindergarten Cop. <laughs> you want you me, like that, huh? You want me to say, I'll be back, because I'll say it for you. Find me on... Well, what's the thing where you... Uh, cameo. Find me on Cameo. Oh, yes. I'll read your message. I'll, I'll call your friends on their birthday for $500. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, uh, Arnold recorded some sort of... Trump's got to go slash up with America video okay. that they drooled over on CNN over the weekend. I was just flipping channels. Uh, He's a former so two-term Republican governor of the nation's biggest state. Brr. It's hard to remember that. Failed governor. Disappointing governor, but yeah. Um, uh, Coming up in a little bit, we'll play uh, some of the audio. Lindsey Graham walking through the airport over the weekend. Oh, man. Getting screamed at in a way that had to have him physically scared and my first thoughts would be my family that whole QAnon crowd man there are some crazy people out there not only are they wildly misled factually but their moral compass has been bent i believe yeah it's 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 not good we're not at a good spot uh, I haven't read this yet. I'll just hit you with the headline. It, it applies to more than this, just, but the, the headline was a look at the skateboard drought of 2020. But there's a bunch of things out there like that I've come across um, last year and will continue into this year where manufacturing just got so you know shut down and bottled up because of the COVID virus. They're all, and and you, you don't realize how smooth the, the, the stream is for production mm-hmm. in... Uh, you know, in a free market capitalist society. Right. And when it gets all messed up, it just becomes a disaster. Yeah, skateboard shops that are empty. Well, the one we go to, empty. They got nothing to sell. 
Wow. Got no boards, got no trucks, got no wheels. And there's there's lots of different businesses like that. I wish I had a skateboard to sell. Um, most Americans feel physically older than their age. <laughs> Two-thirds of people say they feel physically older than their age. I don't know what you're supposed to feel like at this I was age. I going to say, how are you supposed to know? This I is guess the first time I've been this age. I guess it's what you thought you'd feel like at this age. I mean, if, if for instance, you're a 48-year-old and you'd been 48 like four or five times before. <laughs> well, listen to this. You got, know. They got two different numbers. They got 64% of people say they feel physically older than their actual age. Then 63% say they feel older than they expected that they would at this age. Mm. Well, that first answer is that. Uh, there's nothing else to base it on right. unless you have been this person twice. You, you've <laughs> brought us some dumb polls before, Jack, but this is in the upper, upper you know, list. On the positive the note, 73% feel mentally younger than they actually are. Boy, that's, that is interesting. I do feel like... I'm, I feel physically older than than I feel like I ought to be at my age, but I feel mentally younger it's than I ought to be at this fr- age. Funny way yeah. to say I refuse to grow up. <laughs> Maybe that is it. Yeah. Well, every young person looks at every middle aged and old person and thinks, "Oh, they just look like that because they're not as cool as me." Yeah, they lost it. Yeah, they lost their 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 verve, man. Lost their mojo. Forty percent say they suffer from unidentifiable aches and pains. <laughs> with the average person dealing with seven, I don't have seven. Thank goodness. I don't bother counting them. You should count your aches and pains. Everything hurts. <laughs> Everything. One, one big pain. Usually. <laughs> Almost always. And Getty. That's what it's like for Lindsey Graham to walk through an airport at this point. Great Scott. Having said enough is enough last week and saying the election is over, Biden won because that is what happened. Um, here's a little more of Lindsey Graham as people, a lot of them with uh, the, the Q shirts, screaming at him at the airport. Enjoy Gitmo. How is that going to happen exactly? Because Trump's going to fire and or execute or arrest all of these people, according to the Q world. Ah, I see. Um, It's complicated. So I haven't been following Lynn Woods' act. He is one of the lawyers that has uh, uh, been speaking on... So the Sidney Powell was practically officially a lawyer for Trump and going on all those shows. Lynn Wood was not officially anything 
and they often would uh, you know make that clear, but was they weren't refuting or you know uh, distancing themselves very strongly from the things that Linwood was saying. He's one of the lawyers that you've you've heard quoted a bunch through this whole the election was stolen thing, stop the steal thing. And uh, he got booted off all the social media platforms over the weekend for tweeting this. Get the firing squads ready. Pence goes first. Oh, my God. Lynn Wood, the lawyer, a supporter of the QAnon conspiracy theory, wrote, oh, he wrote that on Parler or Parlay, depending on who you are. Um, Later saying, Pence and leaders of the coup are planning to arrest and execute President Trump and his followers. So he's a crazy person, in my mind. Or a cynical manipulator of the easily led. Which is actually worse. Which is actually worse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't and those know. those people are 100% out there. And I don't know which of these people are which. Like, well, like we said last week, I think Trump believes this stuff because he is surrounded by people that are telling him it's true. Um, I think Ted Cruz absolutely knows what's true and what's not. God, I saw an example over the weekend, and I... Hello, we've met Ted Cruz. I got to talk to him in person. I was a big fan of his when he first came on the scene. Heck yeah. And um, love him ideologically. But God, I saw an example from uh, from some people I really, really trust um, showing an argument that he was making, a, you know, one of the, you know, impassioned. Why won't they count this or why, we, why haven't they looked at that? Mm-hmm. Um that he absolutely knew wasn't true, that Trump's own lawyers were not arguing in court because they knew it wasn't true. Mm. And he was, you know, going to the mat there in Congress and claiming that, you know, here's an example of they wouldn't allow the Republicans to look at this or whatever. Just just making it up. That is not cool. So the QAnon stuff, where, the you know, Lynn Wood, that lawyer, saying Pence needs to be hung, um... I always forget this guy's name. The 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 he's got his own talk show. Is it crazy? Alex Jones. Yeah, Alex Jones. Mm-hmm. Alex Jones knows what he's doing, doesn't he? Is that your belief? Uh mostly, mostly. I I think he sometimes uh, has poor judgment and realizes it later. All right, he makes gazillions of dollars. Nobody knows for certain, but you know the guesses are like fifty on sixty minutes. They guessed he made sixty million dollars a year. Um, when they had him featured on 60 Minutes. He has a lot of followers, but apparently he thought the QAnon thing went too far and called it out. He broke all that. We know that. I'm saying Q tells us stuff and all of its lies is what I'm saying. You keep, you keep interrupting me. Because you're lying. Because you're full of That's why. Because every God thing, God thing out of you people's mouths doesn't come true. And it's always, oh, there's energy. and Oh, now we're done with Trump. You said he was the Messiah. You said he was invincible. You said it was all over. That we're all going to get Mo. Now, oh, he's part of a larger thing of Q. I will not suffer your Q people after this. I knew what you were day one. And I know what you are now. And I'm sick of it. Wow. I'm sick of all these witches and warlocks and pumpkin popsums and everything. <laughs> oh, God. Sorry. Bye bye, Q. I can't talk to you anymore. Jesus, Lord, help me. Wow, oh. Alex Jones of all people. For some reason, Alex we... Jones says this is too much. Yeah, you people are crazy. Wow, wow. We got this email. Um, we got on a mailing list somehow of uh, one of these uh, one of these groups, and it is a pages long email uh, talking about how. Um, Q intelligence has spent four years educating us, four years letting us in on secrets unprecedented in history. 
There's never been a relationship like this between the military and the civilians. The idea that sources within the military are letting the people know what's really going on, and soon we will all band together, et cetera, et cetera. Some of this email will uh, shock you. Share it with you in just a second after a quick word from our sponsors, Car Shield, keeping us on the air. Thank you, Car Shield. Maximum safety on the road for a low month to month cost. There will be no giant repair, uh, depending on the plan you get, that, that crops up and all of a sudden you're broke because you need $3,000 worth of work on your car. This sort of getting in and out of car insurance, I think, is the future. Um, and Car Shield's on top of it. They're the leading it. Over 1 million drivers are already helping. That's why they're America's number one auto protection policy. Get you 24-7 nationwide roadside assistance when your car is going to be worked on for a while. You can get a rental uh, car coverage, too, at no additional cost. Easy to sign up for CarShield. Easy to get out of CarShield. And you can take your car to your favorite mechanic or dealership to do the work. They're not going to tell you where to go. It's just to protect you from that shocking, huge uh, repair that we've all dealt with. Get coverage today. Say, see why CarShield goes further. 800-665-2157. That's 800-665-2157. Use the code Armstrong or go to carshield.com. The code is Armstrong. Uh, again, you'll save 10% with our code. Carshield.com, code Armstrong. So uh, the Alex Jones thing, maybe you know this and I don't. So was Alex Jones saying, or was, was some of the Q crowd saying Trump is part of it? We thought he wasn't. I don't I don't Because now down. that he's said that Biden won the election... Is that what they're saying? I think that may be true. I don't drill down in the specifics of what twists. I mean, because the game is you lay out a, a scenario and you're the master. You know everything. You have secret sources. Then when facts come to light, which makes that, you know, renders that inaccurate slash ridiculous, you change the narrative or explain it was actually the secret cabal of the Pope and whatever who who changed that. But now we're ahead of it and blah, blah, blah. It's 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 like trying to, you know, stab the last pickle with the fork in the jar. You just you can never pin it down. It constantly evolved. But I'm looking at this email and uh, talking about like Alex Jones is talking about the energy, the profusion of blogs, websites, video platforms, podcasts. This is what proves we're right. Look at all the energy. And the programming is complete when you can place a fact-based and evidence-based reality in front of people and they can't see it. So another part of what they do is they make you feel like if you're smart and you look at our evidence, you'll you'll figure it out even though the stupid people haven't. Meanwhile, they're they're misleading people. Um Okay, we can't delay any longer. President Trump tried it the legal way. No response. The enemy is programmed, too. They can't stop their train and can't listen to reason. There's only one way to do this, and it's unfortunate, but that's the state of the nation. This is war with the invisible enemy. One of us has to go, and it won't be humanity, so buckle up. So the scary thing that happens... Oh, here you go. Simon Parks reports power blackouts in Berlin, Germany, and Pakistan. Um, and then they quote Lynn Wood. So evidently these blackouts are signs that this is not a drill. Things are happening now. They're attacking us. So if, if they, if some of this crowd had gotten to Mike Pence and hung him like they were chanting, they would 100% feel like they are patriots. They are patriots to the United States. Yes. They're, they're saving the country. Yeah. Yeah. The Patriots and the United States military are about to take total control of the country. We've been warning and preparing you for these times for many years. Reports are, and I haven't heard anybody dispute this, that Mike Pence and Donald Trump have not spoken since Wednesday. I don't doubt that for a second. Wasn't that something? 
Yeah. While some of your crowd was chanting, hang me, hang me. Hang me? Mike Pence is saying, is, would, would say, and you're not going to say anything? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he probably doesn't want to talk to him, huh? No. Oh, no. Reminded little Ainsley, what's her name, on Fox and Friends the other day, saying, I just hope they stay friends. Because they've done so many good oh. things together. Oh, boy. And the dudes are like, what? Are you out of your mind? Oh, I, I happen to listen to Fox and Fiends for a few moments uh, on the way into uh, work this morning. And uh, and uh, 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 that, that, I can never remember their names, but the two dudes were yelling at each other. The one of them saying, Trump's got to go. They got to impeach him. Get rid of him. And the other saying, you're out of your mind. You're wrong. We need to turn down the heat in the country. We need everybody to calm down. He's gone anyway. But it was something. It was open ideological uh, dispute, uh, which you're never, ever going to get on CNN, where they have, for instance, a panel of 12 people who all agree with each other, likewise Mm -hmm. MSNBC and the rest of them. But it was notable to hear that on Fox News. Hmm. That's interesting, the idea of getting impassioned about that. Because in both scenarios, he's gone. Right. Right. Well, the argument from the one lad who was in favor of the impeachment is there's got to be accountability um, for whipping up the crowd and then tweeting while they were in the Capitol about Mike Pence, that sort of stuff. Uh, It was also pointed out, though, and I think it's an excellent point, that if you go word by word through Trump's speech... Um, there was no uh, inciting of violence. Yeah, yeah, we don't have time to get into right. that right now. I want to talk about that more because okay. that's an v- excellent point that, that I think would be dangerous if we decide that, well, there are going to be a lot of people not giving speeches. <laughs> oh, no, it's, it's impossible to implement, uh, to, to impeach on that, uh, on that speech, but uh-huh. we'll talk about that's that. That's an interesting topic. Our yeah. text line, 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. I think it was universally accepted that what happened was a terrible, terrible violation of what of the Capitol of the the first branch of government, the, the legislative branch by the President of the United States. That's Nancy Pelosi on 60 Minutes last night. We'll play more of that um, next hour. Uh, Some interesting stuff in there. You know, the the stuff you expect, because she's moving forward with impeachment, it looks like tomorrow the House is passing a resolution saying Pence has got to invoke the 25th Amendment today in the next 24 hours, or they're moving forward with impeachment. So there's some of that. Why are they doing that, that 25th Amendment gambit? There's zero chance of that happening. And I think Nancy knows it. I think I think I think a lot of people would like it to happen. Well, either because they want to remove Trump or they don't want to have to be on the hook for the vote. Uh, be prepared for this phrasing in the future. After the refusal to do action oh, okay. from blank, we okay. must that now. Makes, that makes sense. Et cetera, et cetera. Right. Um, but obviously, there's some Nancy Pelosi stuff on impeachment. But she's also asked about AOC. Man, Nancy Pelosi does not like AOC. And also pushed pretty hard by Leslie Stahl in 60 Minutes about why you wouldn't compromise on the stimulus package, Mm. why you held that up. 
you want to lower the temperature, then why did you do that? So that that I, I was happy to see that. Do I'm, we have any clips of that? I'd like to hear that. No, that's what we're doing at eight oh six. All right. I mean, the next time. It's about time. Um, uh, but they got to ask you this question. So Nancy Pelosi, there, she got too choked up to talk, thinking about what happened on Wednesday. Legit or phony? Oh no. Our executive producer Hansen and Hansen immediately on the record with phony. I've got to assume phony with her. I assumed phony because I think Nancy Pelosi is, uh, you know, through and through a political actor. Let me try this out on you. A couple of people, a couple of Democrats have said in recent days when they were asked, could you get an impeachment done? There's only nine days left. They'd say, oh, we can move very quickly when we need to. They held up your COVID relief for months and months and months to try to win an election. And now all of a sudden they can move quickly if they need to. Now, how cynical a leader would preside over that? And you're telling me she gets choked up now because the people's house got breached? Please. No, well, see that. Am I, an eight-year-old I, I, here? Think, I think that's unfair. I mean, uh, I've seen enough of the pictures and the videos of the people that were down behind doors with furniture pushed up against it as they heard bang, bang, bang outside and were being told that the mob had gotten in. I th- I think you, if you, it's not crazy at all that you were fearing for your life in that building. Not crazy at all. And I think if that mob had gotten a hold of Nancy Pelosi or Mike Pence, they'd have killed him. Could be. I really think that's the case. What was Zip Tie guy doing? What were those Zip Ties for? I think it's the same kind of crowd that was up in Michigan going to kidnap the governor. And take her to Wisconsin for a trial, right? Well, they're crazy people. Yeah. But, I, you know, they beat a policeman to death with a fire extinguisher. Can you imagine that? What would they have done if they got a hold of Mike Pence or Nancy Pelosi or anybody that worked for Nancy Pelosi? All the blue line flags, the blue lives matter, all that, and a, a group claiming to be conservative beats cops to death? With all that said, I still think she was being phony there with her. Uh, uh, I'm too choked up to talk. Okay, so you, you will accept my conclusion, just not my reason. I think a normal person could get choked up over yes. the fact that their life is in danger. I don't think she's a normal person. What was my point? Yeah. You yelled at me. Good yelling at me. <laughs> No, I don't think she's capable of normal human emotion. I seriously don't. I think she's uh, that cynical. Mm-hmm. Um, she may be the most cynical person uh, on the planet. Oh, oh so so getting to the whole um, President Trump incited a riot stuff, I think that's pretty important. And I I said the next day because it just you know when, when I heard people say incited a riot, he said people need to go down to the Capitol. Yeah, he didn't say bust in the doors and threaten people, though. He said, go down again, tell them what you think, you know. And I thought, you hear that sort of stuff from politicians all the time. Yes. And I saw a couple of great examples over the weekend, whether it's Al Sharpton or Martin Luther King Jr. or or you know, name the politician who's told their crowd, "You're we're angry and you're being cheated and this is why you need to go down there and give them hell. Right. And if your crowd went down there and went in the building and hurt some people, should you be on the hook for it? You know, I'm I'm reading the uh, the text of the speech. It's long. Holy cow! He talked for over an hour, didn't he? Um, and it's absolutely rabble rousing. It's definitely whipping people up. But um, now people it is up to same. Congress to uh, confront this egregious assault on our democracy. After this, we're going to walk down there, and I'll be there with you. We're going to walk down. We're going to walk down any way you want, but I think right here. We're going to walk down to the Capitol. We're going to cheer on our brave senators and congressmen and women. We're probably not going to be cheering so much for them because they'll never take back our country with weakness. You have to show strength. You have to be strong. 
Um, yeah, it's, it's, there's no, and if they won't let you in, bust down the doors, not even close to if, it. If politicians are on the hook for that sort of thing and then violence happens, that's going to change uh, the, the First Amendment and speech a lot. The stuff that they'll use in an impeachment, if they're going to make it, you know, impeachable offense will be the, um, you know, we won in a landslide, the election was stolen, I think. And mm-hmm. then to me, the most egregious thing was, Pence is a traitor or whatever he called him while this was going on. I mean, that was just completely out of bounds. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and remember, it doesn't have to be a crime to impeach and remove somebody, like in the legal code, most people think. You know, I'm scrolling through the speech, and it is something. He has a couple of paragraphs on Hillary, then he's into Hunter Biden. Have you gotten to the Oprah stuff yet? Goes back to the impeachment. Well, he's ad-libbing. That's his thing. Cops, soldiers. Uh, you have one of the dumbest governors in the United States. Oh, that's the uh, the uh, Georgia. Uh, there's Michelle Obama and Barack Hussein Obama. Mentions Brian Kemp. Yeah, saying, he's just ad-libbing the entire thing. Saying for weeks that I won in a landslide, landslide and they stole it from you, that's inciting the riot. But not the stuff he said that day outside of that. The, the quotes people use all the time, I don't see how that's inciting a riot any more than... Anything politicians say all the time. Yeah. I'm going down to the summary. It just says, let's walk down Pennsylvania Avenue. We're going to the Capitol. It'll be interesting to see what the articles of impeachment, which we might see tomorrow, actually say. Armstrong and Getty.